Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. I'm Eugenia Cole, Head of Sustainable Investing, and on this episode of the podcast, we dive into discussing the topic of sustainable investing in Asia. Joining me today for this conversation, I have the pleasure of welcoming Victor Wong, Head of Sustainability Office at UOB Asset Management. We have mentioned on previous podcasts that at Standard Chartered, we have developed our proprietary evaluation framework since 2019 to review sustainable products. And the products that have been approved under this framework are called ESG Select Products. As part of this ESG Select process, we have spoken to over 20 asset managers and index providers to learn about their ESG framework. One observation we have made is that the mainstreaming of ESG is definitely a multiple-step process, and the European counterparts are ahead of the game because they have had a head start, and Asia is playing catch-up. Victor, I should congratulate UOB Asset Management for taking a step forward in becoming an UMPRI signatory in 2020. I believe there are, as of today, 42 UMPRI signatories in Singapore alone, of which 13 of them signed up just this year. What do you think is driving this change in Asia? Eugenia, thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes, it was a significant step for UOBAM to become a PRI signatory. We look forward to doing our part in promoting both sustainability and sustainable investing. We believe that top-down commitments have driven a wall of money in Asia towards embracing ESG and sustainability. The push from governments and regulators has catalyzed the adoption of sustainability practices by many Asian companies who have realized that sustainability drives long-term financial performance while also creating a positive impact on the environment and society. For instance, we have seen efforts from countries like Japan, South Korea and China to meet net zero carbon emissions targets. Here in Singapore, the government has also recently unveiled the SG Green Plan 2030 to tackle climate change through quadrupling the deployment of solar energy by 2025, expanding electric vehicle infrastructure across the country and so on. COVID-19 too has brought a lot of attention to sustainable investing. It has served as a wake-up call for both investors and managers to accelerate the need for ESG investing rather than just focusing on short-term profits. It has also driven the desire for businesses and companies to be more resilient. We believe that resilient companies are better able to compete amidst market headwinds and disruptions like COVID-19 and to transform a crisis into an opportunity. A great example of this is renewable energy and electric vehicles. Companies that are in the forefront of this have done well, they have reacted faster, they have seen the potential. Sustainable investing complements our traditional fundamental research in the identification of these, com- of these competitive companies that will do well in the long term. The S in ESG, which stands for social, has been brought to the forefront. Businesses had to react to the crisis's impact on human well-being, development and the future of work transition was swiftly made in reaction to it. For some companies in the region, the issue of labour management was highlighted as COVID clusters in worker dormitories exposed working conditions in certain industries and they came under more intense scrutiny. Issues of human capital management, employee treatment and safety also became hot topics for the public 
businesses and something that we have also started paying sharper attention to as investors. You're right, Victor. Not only did COVID-19 make us all realise the impact of human activity on our planet, evident when the photos of clear skies and animals occupying man-made spaces were circulating around during the peak of COVID-19, companies have also responded by looking into their own businesses and activities and their supply chains to improve their ESG practices. In addition, we have also heard the phrase that COVID-19 is a pandemic of inequality, increasing inequalities between countries, with countries that have had less well-resourced healthcare systems and access to vaccines being more vulnerable. The estimated annual investment gap in developing countries that is needed to achieve the 17 UN Sustainable Development Goals was $2.5 trillion prior to the pandemic, and we can only expect that it has increased. That is why we need to be directing mainstream capital towards sustainable investments. Specifically, how have you seen conversations on sustainable investing change in Asia? Well, attitudes towards sustainability and sustainable investing in Asia have changed drastically. Back in 2012, there was virtually no sustainable investing market in Asia, and people always had to look to Europe where it was much more developed. However, there has been growing recognition of sustainability in Asia as a priority as top-down efforts, heightened regulatory disclosure requirements, and increasing in investor interests have come together to kickstart the market growth. Conversations are now no longer simply about financial returns and performance when making investment decisions. Investors no longer see sustainability as just a good-to-have but not essential aspect. Instead, sustainability is now often actively integrated into investment decisions and business models. Sustainable investing will eventually become the new normal in Asia. One misconception, however, is that some investors still hold that compromises have to be made when investing sustainably. However, research conducted by organisations such as CFC Institute have shown that strong ESG companies achieve better financial performance than, than those that place less or no emphasis on ESG factors. The positive relationship between ESG and performance supports the philosophy that sustainable investing in higher quality companies will choose more resilient uh, companies which are able to navigate risks well that are also better prepared to meet future challenges. Far from compromising on returns, Sustainable investing allows the investor to invest for both profit and purpose, and investors have started to take notice with fund inflows into ESG funds in Asia in 2020 growing nearly 20 times more than the previous year from 850 million US dollars to 16.9 billion US dollars. The recognition of the benefits of sustainable investing has also led to growing interest in the area of green social and sustainability-linked bonds as key investment instruments supporting ESG and sustainable investing, while also supporting national agendas on climate action and sustainable development. The Asian GSS bond market is growing, now accounting for almost a quarter of the global US dollar um, green bond universe. More government regulations are pushing for greater ESG disclosures among companies and ESG-focused funds. From the conversations and buzz surrounding sustainability among investors, governments and businesses alike, we can definitely expect that sustainable investing is here to stay. Those are great points, Victor. You have laid the sustainable investing landscape in Asia out well for us. We see the same amongst our Asian investors, as you said. The outperformance of ESG products, especially in 2020, 
has highlighted the importance of ESG to investors, not just for risk management, but also to identify potential opportunities. Investors also understand that ESG products are not a separate asset class, and ESG factors should be considered within their investment portfolios. Not only will investors improve the characteristics of their portfolio, they will also be choosing to invest in companies that have good business practices. For our listeners interested in making an impact with their portfolio, how would you advise that they get started? Well, ESG investing complements traditional fundamental principles in selecting companies and securities that are of a higher quality and allow investors to achieve the objective of investing in values to value. ESG summarizes a variety of factors that are financially material to businesses, such as climate change, employee treatment, and board accountability. To put it simply, the consideration of ESG factors when you choose a company is what we term as ESG investing. However, ESG investing is not as simple as it may sound. One of the first challenges investors face when getting started is generating or navigating ESG scores, which not only provide a metric for sustainability, but also reflect the resilience and preparedness of a company. This can often be confusing due to the variety of ESG rating providers that sometimes produce conflicting ratings on the same company. Companies are unsure of how their sustainability practices and policies line up with what is being reported by these third parties, and investors are also unsure of which rating provider is the most reliable for themselves. While we do not dispute facts and metrics, ESG ratings themselves can also be difficult to interpret. Ratings providers have differing methodologies in assessing companies and look at different data points and quality aspects. The final ratings themselves are a function of environmental, social and governance factors, which include broad areas of scope and measurement. Another issue that is especially significant in Asia is the gap in data coverage for emerging and frontier markets, as companies do not have the resources to fully provide what the ratings providers require from them, and ratings providers themselves do not find sufficient incentive to provide extensive coverage over these markets. So while ESG investing is certainly not straightforward, investors and asset managers have found solutions to address these challenges. For example, UOB Asset Management has developed our own proprietary ratings framework and where data is not readily available, we use our regional offices to gather deeper insights on the ground. You have summarised it, the challenges an investor may face very well. In order to consider ESG factors when investors decide to buy a stock or bond, they will need access to good quality ESG research and understand what factors are material to which sector. We at Standard Chartered see that we have an important role to play too in educating not just our colleagues, but also to grow together in knowledge with our clients and partners. This podcast is exactly one of those initiators. Do you have anything you'd like to add before we finish up today, Victor? Eugenia, I couldn't agree more with you. I'm sure Standard Chartered's initiatives will be well-received by the investment community. Now, what has come across clearly in our conversation is that sustainable investing is here to stay. With investors and clients growing increasingly aware of its benefits, compounded with a top-down push from governments and regulators, sustainable investing is the future. Although investors might find challenges in sustainable investing, We believe that these challenges, if approached with the right strategies, can be turned into opportunities. 
That's very true. And thank you once again, Victor, for joining us in this conversation. That's all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you've enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.